Listen, have you ever just sat back and thought about, you know, where would I be in my life right now if I would have made the right choices and the right decisions in my life? Where would I be if I would have connected to the right people, the the right um, sources, um, if I would have had the right resources to enrich my life? Where would I be in reference to my destiny, the calling on my life, my, my divine purpose on this earth? These are very powerful and critical questions that each and every one of us um, should uh, always think about or have considered in our lives. At times, these questions come hmm, most of the time in our lowest moments in life where we're in deep, deep, deep uh, reflection, wondering what happened, wondering how did I get here? Well, these questions and many more um, it's going to be explored on uh, this wonderful podcast. And I just want to welcome you to GCK Ministries um, from yours truly, um, Pastor uh, Eugenio Spence. It is an honor and a privilege to present to you the opportunity of discipleship, the opportunity of a very dynamic teaching in the uh, 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 unwavered truth in God's word. Listen, I'm excited about it. Stay tuned. There is so much more to come and it's coming quickly. Even as God has said, I'm moving quickly. God is about to do some things in our lives. God is about to reveal some things unto us in this season that if we grab hold of it, our lives will never be the same. Thank you. God bless you. And I'm looking forward to this awesome experience and time shared together with you. Bye bye now. God bless. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, This is me once again. I just want to talk about life. How life gives us many different options, how life presents us with many different opportunities, many different choices, many different trials, troubles, and tribulations, many different ups and many different downs. But through it all, life is worth it. Life is what it is. But life within itself isn't what we really think it is and what we've come to know it as. Life is a gift. Life is a gift that is given by God himself. And for us to enjoy that life, 
we would have to live it in a way in which it was intended for us to live. Many of us have made so many choices based on feelings, based on emotions, based on our own desires, our own agenda, our own hopes, dreams, and goals or visions, all of which within itself is our God-given thing. But if all of these feelings, all of these emotions, all of these desires are not what God desires, then we have to question those things. What was it really all about? Does it even matter? What does it all add up to apart from God? The Bible makes it clear and it tells us that apart from God, we can do nothing. Apart from God, we've lost our sense of who we are. We've lost our identity. We've lost uh, that true self that's waiting, gnawing and clawing to get out of us. Many of us have been living dormant. Many of us have just been existing What would it be if right now, here today, we would choose to to live? We would choose to no longer exist. What would it be like today if we were to say within ourselves, I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of just living day in and day out with all sorts of fears, worries, doubts, questions that are are unanswered. Why are things happening the way that they are in my life right now? Today can be the day where we say within ourselves that I'm tired of this cycle that I'm in. Whatever that cycle may be, that cycle of addiction, that cycle of uh, codependency, that cycle, that bad relationship which we're in and out and we feel as if there is no place or way of escape for us. Whatever that cycle is, I know a man, a man by the name of Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who's calling you right now. I don't think that this is a small coincidence that you're even on and you're listening today. This was a time that was preset and predestinated from above for you to hear a divine word that will pierce and speak to you in your heart, giving you hope again where there was there was no hope, giving you peace again where there was no peace, giving you joy again where there was no joy, and giving you life to the place that was dead or dying. You know, God asked the prophet, he said, can these dry bones live? Well, if any of us know the story, they did. And yes, they can. And in you, yes, 
they will. And they will today. Stay tuned for this awesome message that is coming your way. That if you take hold of it, it will forever change your life. I'll be right back. Many of us have had our many different and diverse types of experiences in our lives. Some good, some bad, maybe some are indifferent. They may have been very memorable, happy, or even painful. Whatever the case may be, we have all had our share of experiences in our lives. I want to share and and talk to you about a certain experience. The experience of a man and his family one man in his journey and many experiences he endured. It was an experience that changed the course of not only this man and his family, but also the course of all mankind. A man by the name of Abraham. A man came to be known as the patriarch, the forefather of our faith. As we dig deep into his experiences, something awesome and powerful will begin to unfold and speak to us all. We will begin to see that his experience was not just Abraham's, but it's it's experience and it's an experience that all believers in Christ must walk along with God in their personal lives. The many principles revealed in scripture concerning the experiences, emotions, challenges, ups and downs and obstacles that Abraham faced and endured will be dynamic, profound and life changing. I don't want us to miss anything. I want us to explore it all in depth, line by line, and precept by precept. Let's buckle up and take a journey. Let's look through the eyes and life of this great man, a man God chose for greatness, a man through whom we can also share in this same greatness. Are you ready? Shoelaces tied, water bottles filled, rations stored up, It's time to take a journey, time to travel back in time. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome each and every one of you. God bless each and every one of you. Once again, this is Pastor Eugenio Spence coming to you from GCK Ministries, where changing lives one soul at a time is our top priority. Welcome to this awesome teaching and study series titled The Abrahamic Experience, where we have been discussing the life journey and experiences of the patriarch of our faith, Abraham. This has been a a very fruitful study series thus far. So without further ado, uh, for those of you that have not um, been listening on and just uh, tuning in for the first time right now, I'm just going to give you a brief introduction and get you caught up to where we are today. Amen. In part one, we talked about how Abraham himself was called by God. We discussed that the call of God was a a twofold call. The call of salvation, which can be found in Genesis uh, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, where God told Abraham to leave everything that he knew, his father's house, his native country, and go to a place that God himself would show him. 
That was a representation of repentance, which is a change of direction, a change of lifestyle, a change from uh, a change of mind and a change of direction in life. Amen. Um, we talked about the amen uh, part two of our study series. We discussed the second part um, concerning uh, the twofold call of God, which was the call into destiny and purpose. In Genesis uh, 12, 2, um, God told uh, Abraham that he would make him a great nation and make his name great, that he would bless him and that he would be a blessing. He would curse those that cursed him and bless those that bless him. And in, in him, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Amen. That was the call of God revealing unto Abraham, amen, that God had a plan, a purpose, and a destiny, amen, for his life. We also discussed in part three, um, Abraham's response to the call of God. Abraham uh, responded to the call of God by faith. The Bible tells us that uh, Abraham departed as the Lord had commanded him as he walked into the land of promise, uh, step by step and breath by breath. Amen. We, we, we got into part four, amen, where we discussed that Abraham, as he was walking toward the land of promise and uh, the land of destiny, amen, Abraham uh, seemed to be caught in a crossroad where he had to make a certain choice and a decision. He had Bethel to the west and he had I to the east. Bethel meant the house of God and uh, I mean, meant the place of ruin. The scripture uh, told us that when Abraham got there and he looked over the ridge, amen, the Canaanites inhabited the land. Right then, after Abraham uh, was looking at the Canaanites and the giants in the land, the Bible says that God appeared to him and said, unto you and your descendants, I'm going to give this land. It was God teaching Abraham what faith was and what faith could do. Abraham, at the crossroad in his life, with the choice and the decision to make, he chose faith to believe God, to, to take God at his word in spite of what he saw. Amen. Which now brings us to part five, which would be part two, amen, of last week's title, where Abraham had to make a choice and a decision. Um, we're going to see in scripture today uh, that Abraham was led to a place where once again he had a choice and he had a decision to make. Amen. Today's scripture reading is going to be coming from the book of Genesis, starting at the uh, Genesis chapter 12, starting at verse 10 and going all the way into Genesis 13. Amen. Starting at... Uh, the first verse to the fourth verse, where the scripture reads, at that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abraham to go down into Egypt where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abraham said to his wife, Sarah, look, you are very beautiful. 
When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let us kill him that we can have her. So please tell them that you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abraham arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarah's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to the Pharaoh, their king. And Sarah was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abraham gifts because of her. Sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abraham and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? He demanded. Why didn't you say she, why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them, and he sent them down out of the country, along with his wife and all his possessions. So Abraham left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abraham was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. From the Negev, they continued traveling by stages toward Bethel, and they pitched their tents toward Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abraham had built the altar, and there he worshiped the Lord again. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the reading of God's word. Um, this is part two. And if I were to give it a title, it would simply be is the same as last week. Amen. Choices and decisions. Dear children of God, life has a it has a way of presenting us with choices. Life as well as life situations. Well, they will always show up in today's scripture text. Abraham was faced with another life situation. In the earlier scriptures, Abraham was found at a crossroad where he had to make a choice. We saw how Abraham made a choice to exercise his faith and trust in the God who called him out of his native land with a promise not only to show him a new land, but to give this new land to him and to all of his descendants after him. Abraham took a step forward and moved deeper into the land of promise, deeper into the will of God and stepping closer towards his destiny and his purpose. Now, here comes opposition in his life. Abraham was staring at a situation, a circumstance, eye to eye in the beginning of his new walk of faith. He was facing something tangible, something that he could not only see, but feel. The scripture tells us that famine had hit the land. Now, once again, Abraham was faced with yet another major choice and decision. Abraham had the whole weight of the world on his shoulders his world on his shoulders. He had the, the weight of pressure, 
and being able or having the ability to uphold and maintain the well-being of, of his family. Not only his family, but also for all the others that he brought with him along in this journey. Abraham had answered the twofold call of God, exhibited true repentance by leaving behind a life and lifestyle he was so familiar with. He answered the call in, a, in, in, in his turnaround in his life and was now walking towards his purpose and destiny. He responded to the call in obedience and faith. He entered into a place that left him at a major crossroad in his life where he had to make a choice and decision. He made a choice to continue to believe and trust God and the promise God made to him in spite of the sight that he saw as he looked at the Canaanites who inhabited the land that was promised to him. By faith, he responded by worshiping God and still moving on forward into the land of promise. Each step of faith, it seemed like there was another obstacle or struggle for Abraham to overcome. Abraham was learning that every step of faith moving to the divine will and purpose of God, it would not go untested. With every step, there would also be a test. With every step, it wouldn't go unchallenged. With every step, there would, there would come challenges. Challenges sit by the hand of, a, of an enemy trying to sidetrack, trying to steal, trying to kill, or trying to destroy. Abraham once again had a, a choice to make. A choice that all who was with him had to depend on. He had a minor nation of folk counting on him. Can you just imagine how it feels to have so many people depending on you? Many of us don't have to even imagine this question. It's a part of our everyday lives. We have employers that depend on us to show up on time. We have fathers and mothers that depend on us to be sons or daughters. Some of us have husbands or wives that depend on us to be husbands or wives. We have children that depend on us to be responsible parents. We have bill collectors that depend on us to make our payments and to make our payments on time. Just as Abraham felt, we, we are either constantly or, or we, we have been there before. That same place where we feel as if the world or the weight of the world is weighing down on our shoulders. Yeah, we, 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 we walk around daily with a smile on our face and we keep our heads held high. But on the inside, we have that silent cry saying, help somebody, Lord, help me. I'm dealing with, with so much pressure and it feels overwhelming. I don't want to fail or let down all those special somebodies in my life. 
They're depending on me to make it all happen. Many of us are dealing with the pressure concerning this pandemic and how we're going to make it through. And with all this, this pressure, all this weight on our shoulders, we enter into a place where we know we have to make some choices and some decisions in our lives. Abraham was faced with a famine. Famine, which is a representation of both lack and, and drought. So Abraham was in a dry and what seemed to be an empty season in his life, a season of lack and a season of want. Abraham had to make a choice and a decision as, as he felt that he had to do it and he had to, to do it quickly. After all, there's a famine in the land and there's too many people waiting and depending and trusting in me. In the moment of carrying all the pressure, he made a quick and a hasty decision. And he made the wrong choice. He chose the quickest and what seemed to be the most easiest solution of them all. He made the first bad decisions based on what seemed easy and convenient. Then he had to follow it up with another bad choice because of his first bad choice. Abraham chose wrongly to go down to Egypt, which was very convenient for him since Egypt was very plentiful of food. And because of that bad choice, he uh, coerced his wife, Sarah, to even lie and say uh, that she was his sister. Hmm. My, my, my. Isn't it, isn't it something how how one bad choice seems to start a rippling effect into another, then another, then another. And it seems as if uh, uh, it's just more than a rippling effect. It, 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 often at times it can become a deadly cycle that we play and that we have in our lives that we deal with on a daily basis. That, that one bad choice led, led Abraham down a road of lies and deception with worry and fear at its very core. The pressure with carrying the weight of such a major choice and decision seemed too much to bear. Can I just be real with you for a moment? You know, sometimes life will show up. Sometimes opposition is going to show up. Sometimes the attacks will, will show up and it feels as if it's just too much for us to bear far too much for us to bear. The choice or decision that needs to be made begins to weigh us down, especially, watch this, especially when we're looking into the eyes of all those around us that's depending on us. Our soul at its inner core is crying out, but yet we we get no immediate uh, or what I like to uh, to call uh, a microwave answer. Yeah, we 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 become so engulfed with the situation and the pressure, it feels like fire in our very bones, and we're hopelessly seeking for the water to put it out, but there is none. 
we have somehow entered into a famine. Now, whether physical or spiritual, it's all the same. Amen. We're, we're faced with yet another choice and decision. But this time, this time it's different. It's different because this choice will affect not only ourselves, but it will and can affect the lives of everyone and everything that's depending on us. Life itself has showed up in a way that seems unbearable. The test of our faith have become uh, to feel like it's simply too much. So now here comes the choice. And a lot of times we've, we've, we found out that we, we may have made some bad choices such as Abraham based on easiness and convenience instead of faith. Now we have to face and deal with the consequences of that quick and easy decision and, and choice, filled with hurt and disappointment, shame and guilt. But I've just come by here today with some good news. Somebody today is about to experience a but God moment. You see, God's grace over your life is not and will not allow this to be the end for you. God says, I'm about to take you to a place, take you back to a place and give you a chance to experience a reset. Somebody right now, need, right where they are, needs to shout, I'm about to experience a reset. Watch this. After all that Abraham had done, after being found a liar by the Pharaoh, after being kicked out of Egypt, filled with hurt, feelings of, of failure, feelings of being defeated, feeling that he had now just let down everybody he was uh, that was depending on him and counting on him, we get to uh, Genesis uh, 13, verses 1 through 4, where it says that, Abraham left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev, along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abraham was very rich in livestock, silver and gold from the Negev. They continued traveling by stages toward Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abraham had built the altar, and there he worshiped the Lord. Again, listen, saints, you know, God is not just a God of second chances. God is a God of many chances. God is God's plan. God's purpose, God's destiny did not change even with uh, the, the possibility and even with the reality of some of the bad choices that we've made in our lives. We wonder why at times we seem, it seems as if we're dealing with the same situation. We, we can't shake this situation if we really look at ourselves in view of the life and the experience of Abraham. We'll see that God has not left us. God is just bringing us back, as the scripture says, back to the same place where we were before. God is saying, I'm trying to take you back to that same place you were before in hopes that now, 
now you will make the right choice and you'll stop the insanity by making the wrong choices. Many of us are in cycles living a life of insanity. And what I mean by in a life of insanity is simply this. I'm not calling you insane. The choice is insane. The action is insane. Insanity is simply this. Doing the same thing, making the same decisions, making the same choices, but except, but expecting different results. Listen, if you were to put your hand on a hot stove today, it's going to burn your hand. And if you make that same choice to do it again tomorrow, it's going to burn your hand. Each and every time you do it, no matter how you do it, it's still going to burn your hand. And that's how sometimes we look in our way of making decisions. But God's grace, God's mercy, God did not speak to Abraham concerning the actions that he took, but he brought Abraham back to the same place where Abraham first made the first choice to choose faith and can continue to move on with God. Now, Abraham was led back to that same place that he may have a reset. He may have a but God experience. But, but here, here's the key in the principle. I'm not going to hold you long. Here's the key in the principle that many of us often miss. Now, if we really look at the scripture, and I want to take my time, and I want to break it down, and I want to dissect it to you. Abraham made a bad choice because of a famine. The weight and the pressure, the responsibility of to be able to maintain and to uphold and to keep his family and his livestock was too much to bear. And he made the bad choice to go down into Egypt where things were plentiful. He spent one night and Pharaoh kicked him out and God led him right back to the same place that he made that bad choice again. The famine was still there. The lack was still there. The weight was still there. Now Abraham is in a place where his only choice was in God. Watch this. Nowhere in scripture does it say, and nowhere would it ever say, that even though Abraham was in the midst of a famine, in the midst of a dry season, a midst, in the, with, with so much pressure, of the responsibility of trying to uphold all that he had. None went hungry. None died of starvation or thirst. God supernaturally met Abraham's need. You see, beloveds, Abraham did something that many of us miss. Have you ever been weighted down so heavy? You don't know what choice to make. You don't know what steps to take. I've been there. Even in ministry, as God is leading me deeper into the unknown, I don't even know what to pray for. I don't know what to ask for. I don't know the step to take. I don't know the prayer to even put into words. I don't even know the words that's crying out from my soul as I'm crying out for help with a smile on my face. But there's one thing that Abraham did that unlocked the supernatural provision of God to flow in his life and not only his life, but all those under him where he kept 
everyone alive and fed and unthirsty. The Bible says he worshiped the Lord again. You see, faith and worship goes hand in hand. There are some things that we may not be able to verbally say to God, but when we just begin to worship God, there's there's something about our worship. There's something that happens when we begin to worship God. When we begin to worship God for who he is, we bring down the supernatural powers and provision from the heavens that even saturates the atmosphere around us. Our worship to God, our praise to God, our adoration to God releases the promises of God and the mighty hand of God to work in our lives. Maybe you're saying today, I, I'm weighted down so much. I, I, I just can't find it in me to even get to that place, to even begin to worship and praise God the way that I know that I should. Listen, if you... And God is saying, if you look back over your life and you see all of the things that I brought you from and brought you through and delivered you from and kept you from in the past, if you begin to thank me even for those things, I will draw you in to the fullness of my presence to worship me as you should and to worship me for who I am. I will meet you where you are. And when you begin to worship me, that cycle will be broken. Those chains will be broken. Healing will be there. Deliverance will be there. Hope will be there. Joy will be there. Peace will be there. Everything that you need will be there. For in my presence is the fullness of joy. And in my right hand are blessings. Hallelujah. Forevermore. Listen, I don't know where you are right now. You know where you are. You know the cycle. You know the hurt. You know the shame. You know the guilt. You know the pressure. God is showing you, even in the scripture, it's not the end for you. I brought you back to a place now that if you choose to worship me, you choose to trust me, you choose to believe me, I will do the miraculous and the supernatural in your life. And I will do it today. What would be your choice? After each podcast, there's always two choices or a choice that we can make. There's, and this has been offered to us since the beginning of time, life and death, blessings and cursings. Just as, uh, Moses urged the people to choose life, even as Joshua urged the people to choose life, even as Christ uh, ushered the people to choose life. I now encouraging you to choose life. Trust God where you are. And watch this. I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. Listen. God provided for Abraham, even in the midst of the famine, which means the situation didn't change. What changed is the supernatural hand of God working in Abraham's life, even in the midst of the situation. See, we look for our situations to change, 
When God is saying, I'm trying to change what's around you in your life so that those on the outside can see the supernatural hand that I'm living in and moving in your life, bringing about my glory to be seen and revealed to those that are around you. God's supernatural provision is not just for you, but even all those that are around you. Choose life today. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. Bye-bye now. Stay tuned for the prayer. Love you all. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your message spoken unto us. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the chance to walk down your path of life and light. We thank you for not only a new beginning, but we thank you for a new way of living. Help us to yield ourselves more and more to you now and help us to learn of you and learn of your ways and what it is that you desire and want for us. Help us in making this transformation that your light may shine through us continually and more and more even as the noonday sun. We put our trust in you to be who you are, our loving God and Father, the author and finisher of our faith. We we yield our trust, our hearts, and each and every situation that we're facing even right now. And we trust that you have a greater and a better destination and purpose and destiny for us. Help us as we begin to take this first step towards you and as we're reaching our hand out to you, we thank you that your hand is already stretched forth out for us and we will walk with you hand in hand into this place of the unknown. Well, the only thing that we know is that according to your love, you're going to lead us to a place, a, a land that's flowing with milk and honey, a place of abundance, a place of peace, a place of hope and joy and love and victory. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you plan to do. And Lord God, we ask all of these things and we consider it all done. And Jesus, holy and mighty and wonderful name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. With all hearts and minds clear, let us come before the Lord with a, a pure heart, a genuine heart, a heart that is open and ready to God, a heart that is prepared to let him in, a heart that may be hurting, a heart that may be sick and tired of being sick and tired, but a heart that yearns for God a heart that desperately needs God's help. God is waiting right now. He's waiting for us to open up and cry out unto him. 
Hallelujah. Let us not tarry. But if our hearts and our minds are ready, we can cry out unto God saying, Lord, Lord, I, I give myself to you. I give myself to you to do with me and to build with me as you please. Lord, please relieve me from the bondage of sin and self that I may better do your will. I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of living or existing in life and yet not living and enjoying the life that you are blessing me to see on a daily basis. Please, Lord God, take away all of my difficulties that in victory over them may bear witness to those whom I may help of your power, your love, and your way of life. And may I do your will always. Today is the day I open up my heart to you and I ask that you come in. I believe that you died on Calvary's cross and shed your precious blood for my sins. And on the third day you rose from the dead, that as you have died and rose from the dead, I may now die to myself that I may rise and live for you, that I may rise and live life and no longer exist, that I may rise above my problems, my heartaches, my situations, my struggles, my troubles, but I will rise as you rose, rise to my destiny and rise to my purpose. I ask all of these things in Jesus' holy and mighty name. I give you thanks, I give you glory, I give you honor, and right now I consider it done. I thank you for saving me today. I thank you for saving me this very moment. Now God help me to walk in the salvation that was freely given to me today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to, first of all, thank you. And to let you know that if you prayed that prayer, that you have been saved, you have been redeemed, you have been restored and made alive, you have been born again. The heavens rejoice, and God is welcoming you into his holy and royal family. I welcome you as my brother, and as my sister, I want to encourage you to continue in your walk with God, your search for God, and uh, to tune in next week as we uh, continue on with this awesome message of God created life. Let us walk together hand in hand as we walk by faith with the Lord. Tune in, share with friends, and um, share with everyone. Spread the good news. Let them know that there is hope. There is a way. There is a divine privilege, purpose, 
destiny and opportunity that is waiting for us all. I thank you. I love you. God bless you. God keep you. Until next week, we'll meet again. God bless. I don't know about you, but I'm just excited about this time and um, I'm excited about this season. I'm excited about what I know that, you know, God's going to do in your life. I am so excited. Um, I'm so happy and I'm so thankful um, for the God that we serve that um, loves us with uh, so much love. Love that can't even be put into words. It's in it's an awesome love. And I want you to know that he loves you and I love you. Listen, stay tuned for more awesome episodes. And once again, I want to thank you for your support. And I want to welcome you to the family. And I just want us to enjoy this journey and this walk in the Lord together. Continue to pray for me as I'm praying for you as the Bible tells us that we should always pray to build up each other as iron sharpens iron. I need you, maybe more than you think, as you may need me to give you a message of hope each and every week. I need you to continue to give me the hope of being able to reach someone that's listening in, being able to encourage and to give hope and life and light through a word that God has for them. Stay tuned and see you next week. May God bless you and keep you. I love you all. Bye-bye now.